Welcome to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Spend this hour with us learning how you can protect the people you love from the financial, physical, and emotional consequences of an extended health care situation. Because of new state and federal laws, there are new and exciting long-term care planning options available. As a certified long-term care planning specialist, Brian Ott will help you make sense of your options. Now here's your host of Long-Term Care Radio, Brian Ott. You know, one of the dumbest things that I've ever done was uh, go bungee jumping out of a hot air balloon. It, it was 1990, and it was just outside of Fort Collins, Colorado. And I got together with a few of my buddies, and we decided we're going to go up and just give this thing a try. So we drove out to this field, and um, they had a hot air balloon tethered to a big rope. And they had a little platform built on the outside of the hot air balloon basket. And they would hook you up to this bungee cord around your ankles and then take you up in the hot air balloon. And you just stood on this platform outside the balloon. And then when they got up there, they're like, okay, go ahead and jump out, you know. And you had to sign this waiver, you know, basically saying, I know I can die and this can happen and that can happen. So I just signed that. And I was asking the guy about it saying, hey, you know, so really, what's the what, what's the odds of injury here or something? He goes, oh, he goes, we don't have any injuries. We've never had an injury. He goes, I guarantee you'll be fine. And it was that word guarantee. And I thought, huh, okay, that's that's pretty bold. He guarantees I'll be fine. So anyway, I go, and I'm the first one of my friends to go. And I get out on that platform, and I'm looking down, and my body's telling me, you know, this probably isn't something you want to do, Brian. And I thought, well, and all the guys down there were yelling and screaming. It was like, go, go, go. And I was like, well, I can't be the, you know, I'm the first one in the, out of the group here. I can't bail out at this point. So I went ahead and jumped off of this platform, went down, the bungee cord stretched out. And as it came back up, the cord literally looped around on itself and formed a couple of loops, one wrapped around my ankle, one wrapped around my wrist, both on the left side of my body. And then when I came down again and those things just twisted, burned the skin off my left wrist and took my leg and twisted it so bad that I tore my ACL and my meniscus and my knee, and I ended up on crutches for about six weeks. So I think back about that all the time and guarantee. What does guarantee mean? Um, I think we hear that word a lot, but often the meaning of the word is misused. A guarantee is a promise or an assurance especially one given in writing that attests to the quality or durability of a product or service or a pledge that something will be performed in a specific manner. So when we talk about guarantees and insurance, we're talking about a guarantee. It's, it's an agreement assuming responsibility to perform, execute, or complete something and offering security for that agreement. That's why we get insurance, right? We want that guarantee. Now, a guarantee is different than a warranty. A warranty is a promise or a guarantee given. A warranty is usually a written guarantee for a product and usually for a limited amount of time, um, you know, usually on a refrigerator or something like that. But today, I want to talk to you about guarantees and guarantees in insurance and how they work. I got a question from a listener last week who just, he typed in, sent the email in, and you guys can always do that at 525longtermcare.com. But the question came from Mark, and this is what Mark asked. Mark said, what happens if I move a large amount of money into an insurance plan and the company goes out of business? Do I lose my money? And I'll tell you, um, that is a great question. I get that question a lot. And the answer, Mark, quite frankly, the simple answer is no, you will not lose your money. Um, you know, I'm going to say emphatically no. The guarantee of the contract in insurance is to the client. And there are safeguards that will ensure that the consumer is protected even if the company goes out of business. And we're going to learn about that a little bit later in the show, what happens when a company goes out of business. But first, this is, you know, it's such a common question. I usually get this question about every class that I teach, every live class. And it's an important question because especially on these asset-based long-term care plans, what we're trying to do is reposition some of our existing assets and move them into this insurance plan. And so people are saying, look, if I take a large chunk of money and I move this over to the insurance company, what happens if that insurance company says, hey, I can't pay you or they go out of business or they fail? So let's talk about that and let's talk about guarantees and why guarantees are important. You know, first off, you need to understand that they are the foundation of insurance. Without guarantees, insurance would be absolutely worthless. And I mean that. Think about this. If if insurance was just a maybe, it wouldn't make sense. You know, what would happen if your house burns down and then you call the insurance company and they say, well, you know, we've had kind of a bad year this year, so we're not going to be able to pay your claim. 
you know, what if your loved one passed away and you had life insurance? And the insurance company said, well, you know, we, we're not going to pay the life insurance. We made some bad business decisions last year, and we don't have the money to pay you, so we're not going to do that. Guarantees are crucial to the insurance business, and it's the driving force as to why we as consumers want to have insurance and why we get insurance. Guarantees are what make insurance unique from other investments or other financial products that we're familiar with. I mean, think about things like mutual funds, stocks, real estate. Those things we all put money into, but there's no guarantee of performance. You know, they're always going to say, oh, we can look back, you know, all the advisors, the the stock market gets 10% over the long haul. But yet, you know, every ad, every commercial, every brochure you get says past performance doesn't equal future performance. And it's true. It doesn't. So you have to understand that a lot of those other things that we're putting money into, there's no guarantees there at all. They're kind of maybes. We're hoping that they work out. Even bonds, government treasuries can't provide a guarantee of the value of the bond. They can guarantee an interest rate. So you can get that money. You can get that you know, 1.7 or 2.3 or 3.3% interest, whatever you, you, the, the, the rate was when you bought that 10-year treasury or 30-year treasury. But if rates go up, the value of your bond goes down. And so if you buy a 30-year treasury today and then you need to sell it to use that money for retirement, there's no guarantee that you're going to get the money that you put into that bond back. So even those government treasuries aren't guaranteed in value that way. Investments are, you know, a maybe. You know, historically, they go up. We look at them. But traditionally, it's, it's a maybe. We don't know at any specific time how that's going to be performing. The whole reason why we have insurance is for that guarantee so that we can look out in the future and we can say exactly what we're going to have. This is how much money I get if my house burns down. This is how much money my family gets if I pass away. This is how much money I get if I end up in a long-term care situation. That's the guarantee. That's that guaranteed benefit amount. That's why we get that insurance. So how do these guarantees work in insurance? I want to spend a little bit of time on today's show and talk a little bit about that. Number one, there's multiple layers of protection for consumers on insurance. First off, what you need to understand is that insurance are cash reserve companies by law. Okay, what we call this is statutory reserves. Statutory reserves are the minimum amounts of cash and readily marketable security. So we're talking about cash, short-term notes and bonds, government treasuries that companies must hold. Now, they are mandated under state law to have X amount of cash reserves. However, insurance companies and the good insurance companies are free to set their statutory reserves above that minimum level, and most of the A-plus rated really good companies do. They have cash reserves well in excess of what the mandated level is. Reserves for insurance companies are usually comprised of government securities, which is mostly bonds. Think of a 10-year treasury, 20-year, 30-year treasury. And some top-rated corporate bonds, there's a little bit of those, but as a general rule, the overwhelming majority of cash reserves, investments that insurance companies make, are into the government treasuries, the bond market. They invest in those government bonds for that guarantee, so they know that they're going to hold those bonds, they're going to get a guaranteed rate of return. They are not risking your premiums in the stock market, instead, they are earning guaranteed rates of interest, guarantee rates of return in that locked-in interest rate that they have in that bond. This is what allows them to have those predictable returns, predictable cash flows, regardless of what the stock market is doing. A second tool that insurance companies use is called reinsurance. And reinsurance is often referred to as insurance for insurance companies. It's a contract between the reinsurer and the insurer. So the company you buy the insurance from is going to go out and enter a contract with another insurance company. And the purpose of this contract is to transfer risk to the reinsurance company, and that helps them mitigate risk and and loss from, you know, big events or big policies. It helps mitigate that amount that they would have to pay out. Basically, reinsurance protects the insurance company who issues the contract from part of that loss that that contract has to pay out or from excessive losses. Now, you will see reinsurance used in all types of insurance. It's a way to spread out the risk and to mitigate loss from one particular event so think of a larger scale, you know, a hurricane comes in and wipes out the coast and does, it just takes out thousands of homes at once. Well, that property casualty company may have reinsurance that says we will pay the first $500 million of the event. We want to reinsure everything above that. 
And then the thing for life insurance, often like if I'm working on a large life insurance case, maybe a $10 million life insurance case, we will bring the reinsurance company in at the time of underwriting because the insurance company will say, we want to get insurance for everything over $5 million or everything over $6 million because that's going to just help mitigate their, their risk. And they want to do that in case they get you know a, a whole bunch of these policies at once that come due that they have to pay. It just helps mitigate and spread out that loss. So again, that's another tool that the insurance companies use. Number one, they're cash reserve companies. That's what's going to really help with that guarantee. Number two, they have reinsurance, which is simply a tool for the insurance companies to strengthen their guarantees by limiting their risk from catastrophic losses. However, insurance companies still fail. And over time, we've seen several companies go out of business. So what happens in this scenario? Well, we're going to find out about that in the second part of the show here. But first, we have to take a quick break for the news. So stick around. When we come back, we're going to learn what happens if an insurance company actually does go out of business. We'll be right back. Avoid the mistake of paying unnecessary taxes, guarantee the quality of your care, and preserve your legacy and wealth by setting up your own tax-free long-term care plan. Learn more by attending Brian's free live webinar class. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. Hey, it's Story Monson. Welcome back, my friends, Brian and Madeline from 525 Advisors. They took a break last year due to that debacle created by the Washington State CARES Act, you know, the payroll tax on employees for forced long-term care that was basically worthless. The law was so poorly written and created such a mess, most insurance carriers temporarily quit offering plans in the state. But 525 Advisors is back, ready to help protect your family and savings with the best long-term care plans available. They did for my wife and me, and we couldn't be happier. I know everything we worked hard for won't be whittled down paying for long-term care. And most importantly, our girls are protected from the burden of having to care for us. And a great bonus, our plan pays us back if we never use it. So learn about all kinds of important long-term care information and join Brian this Saturday at 10 for Long-Term Care Radio here on 97.3 Cairo FM. Check out his upcoming live webinar schedule, too, at 525longtermcare.com, 525longtermcare.com. Hi, this is Brian Ott with 525 Advisors. Over the years, I've had the opportunity to protect many people and their families with long-term care planning. However, I've also seen how long-term care events devastate families and turn the last years for the family into their worst years. Many people believe the downside from a long-term care situation is limited to financial loss. Yet often, it's the emotional damage that lingers and hurts the family members the most. Watching a loved one go through their savings is one thing, but watching a loved one lose their dignity is far worse. Long-term care insurance provides a dedicated source of funds to help pay for your care when you need it. But more importantly, it provides you with a team of trained professionals that will help you and your family manage your care. Learn how you can stay in control of your care options, maintain your dignity, and protect the people you care about most by attending one of our upcoming live webinars. Sign up today at 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. Are you confused about the best way to protect your family and savings? Get answers now by listening to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ong, certified long-term care planning specialist with 525 Advisors. And welcome back, and thanks for tuning in to Long-Term Care Radio. And um, again, you heard some ads. We have our classes for June up on the calendar, so we are going to have two classes in June. And again, these classes are live webinars. They're easy-squeezy for you. You just sign up. And then what's going to happen is we are going to send you a link and you click on that link and you'll get to participate in the webinar class live. Our first class is on Saturday the 18th. That's going to be an 8 a.m. kickoff West Coast time or Pacific time, 9 a.m. kickoff Rocky Mountain time. And then the following class will be Thursday the 23rd. And that's going to be a 3 p.m. kickoff Pacific time and a 4 p.m. kickoff Rocky Mountain time. So look for those on our website at 525 longtermcare.com. So if you just joined us, we got a question from a listener, Mark, and it's a question that I get about every class that I teach. And it's his question was simply, what happens if I put a bunch of money into one of these asset-based long-term care plans and the insurance company goes out of business? Do I lose my money? And no, you will not lose your money. Um, the companies use, use reinsurance and they have um, you know, different ways to, they're, they're cash reserve companies and so they have to have cash reserves. 
But that doesn't mean the company cannot still go out of business if it's not, you know, if it's poorly managed. So what happens when an insurance company fails and goes out of business? It's rare, but it does happen. And we see it in all kinds of companies, property casualty companies, life insurance companies, uh, health insurance companies. There's, there's a whole list. You can find that list through the National Association of Insurance Commissioners website. But there are safeguards put in place if that happens to protect you, the consumer. So first off, a company, if they fail or they're about to fail or if they're just in really bad financial shape, the National Association of Insurance Commissioners has some guidelines. And so that's wherever that state, whatever state that insurance company is in, whatever its home state is, it's domiciled in, their state insurance commissioner is going to come in and they have some choices. The first thing is going to be, be put them into rehabilitation. Rehabilitation is when a company enters a period of financial difficulty and it's unable to meet its obligations. The insurance commissioner at that point in that that company's home state is going to initiate a process, um, you know, basically dictated by laws of the state where the efforts are going to be put in to really try to help that company regain its financial footing. This period is just known as rehabilitation or rehabilitation, I'm sorry. The state may limit the types of numbers of policies that the company can sell. It may say, okay, you can't sell any more of these types of policies, or you can only sell X amount of policies. There's all kinds of things that they can do. But really, the main goal of that, of rehabilitation, is to be able to get your insurance company back into a financially healthy market. Maybe it was due, they made, you know, they're, they're waiting for interest rates to go up or whatever it is. So the second thing that the insurance company or the state can do if the insurance company gets in trouble is liquidation. Liquidation is the process whereby the commissioner, upon a superior court order, basically terminates an insurance company's insurance business by canceling all insurance policies and by not issuing any new renewal policy. So that means that insurance company cannot write any more new policies, and it's going to have those policies that it have actually canceled on the books of that company. Now, this happens with the insurance companies, this, or this happens when the insurance company is deemed insolvent. If an insurance company is declared insolvent, the State Guarantee Association and the Guarantee Fund will swing into action. So it sounds horrible, right? I mean, it sounds like the court's saying, okay, we're going we're gonna to basically terminate the policies that you have. So you're one of those guys out there that has that policy, and then the state says, oh, we're going to terminate that policy. But that's not what it means. It means we're going to terminate it off of that insurance book of business, but we're going to step in and we're going to move that policy to another insurance company. So the association, when we're talking about the guarantee state, uh, the state guarantee trust associations, what they're going to simply do is that that association is going to transfer the insurance policy to another insurance company, or the state is going to take over that policy and continue to offer coverage based on whatever that policy is. Now, let's take a minute and talk about the state guarantee association. Every state has one, and this is what's really interesting. A lot of people don't understand this, and they don't know this. But every state has a state guarantee association, and what they're really designed to do is protect you, the consumer, from a failing insurance company and how they work. They facilitate transfers of your policies to other companies. And so this was very popular in the traditional pay-as-you-go long-term care arena. We had over 120 companies at one point selling these types of policies. And a lot of them just chose to get out of the business. A lot of them chose not to offer the plans anymore, and they would transfer their book of business to somebody else. But if a company got into financial trouble, well, then the states would come in and they would help facilitate that transfer. So your your policy with XYZ company would be transferred over to ABC company. And so if we look at a company like Genworth, which is still the largest holder of traditional contracts in the country, they have over 400 different contracts. And a lot of those, the majority of them, came from other insurance companies that Genworth agreed to take over and service and continue to collect premiums on and to pay the benefits out when someone makes a claim. So the states are going to help facilitate that transfer. Also, if they need to, they will take over the policy and provide coverage for that policy for for up to the state's limits. Now, each state guarantees policies up to certain limits based on the type of insurance that you have. And so when we're looking at long-term care insurance, we're looking at every state. Most of the states are going to be around $300,000. Colorado's $300,000. Washington State is actually $500,000. New Jersey has an unlimited amount. 
There are a few rare states that w- will limit the the coverage amount to a hundred thousand dollars. I think that's Missouri is one of them that they just limit the coverage to a hundred thousand dollars. But really, the vast majority are about $300,000 for long-term care, and that's usually pretty consistent with life insurance and annuity contracts. So that's per contract. That's not per person. It's actually per contract. So if you and your wife each have a policy, you would each get up to that state's limits um, per person. So you can see now, you know, when we talk about how these these state guarantees work, the the idea is that there's got to be a guarantee. Even if that company goes out of business, there has to be a guarantee to the consumer. So the insurance commissioner is going to step in and say, hey, if we can transfer this this business to another carrier, we'll do that. Worst case scenario, we will take that over and we will back that policy up to our state limits. So it just gives you multiple layers of protection. You know, that's what you need to understand. But in fact, if you do your research, you're going to find that you know there's not there's been no clients out there that have not been paid a legitimate life insurance, a long-term care insurance or an annuity claim when they were filed. Now, there's some people that were turned down, you know, like fraudulent deaths or whatever, but I'm saying and actually, you know, when someone dies and they have life insurance, there's never been anybody that hasn't been paid because the insurance company didn't have enough money. That just hasn't happened. Your policy is good at the pay window and it's the same for long-term care, it's the same for annuities. That's what the guarantee is about. Now, does this mean that you can then just get coverage with any company or just simply shop for the cheapest policy available? Well, no, you know, of course not. What you need to know as an individual is that you don't want to be holding a policy with a company that has been put into rehabilitation or to liquidation. That's just a hassle that you want to avoid if you can. So let's talk about a few things that you can do on your end that's going to really help you in the long run. Number one, Know the difference between a mutual company and a stock company. This is just key. A mutual company means that that company is owned by its policyholders. So I work almost exclusively with mutual companies. I want that company to have its responsibility to the clients, not to Wall Street. That is a big difference. Because if a company is publicly owned, that means you can buy stock in that insurance company. Well, that means, you know, if you look at them, those are the companies, you know, John Hancock's a stock-owned company. Well, they got out of long-term care insurance years ago. Um, you look at some of these companies, Transamerica, they just got out of long-term care insurance. They just decided it's not profitable for us because remember what they're doing is they're pulling off profits to build up that share price. Quarter after quarter after quarter, they have to do the song and dance for Wall Street to push that stock up. So if you can, you want to work with a mutual company because a mutual company means it's owned by its policyholders. That's who they're earning profits for. They're not peeling those profits off for Wall Street. They're keeping those profits inside the insurance company so they can have better support, better services, and be more stable financially. So work with a mutual company if you can. Work with a highly rated company. All of the insurance companies are rated out there. AM Best, look for those ratings. And again, you know, if you've got a B-rated company, uh, you know, unless that's the only company that you can get approved for, you need to say, well, if I can get the A-plus rated company, I might want to do that because it's also going to mean that you're probably going to get better service from that company because they're going to be more financially sound. You can look at complaints that are filed with your state. Every state has an insurance commissioner, and that insurance commissioner is where people file the complaints. Don't worry about Yelp. Don't worry about Google reviews. That's not what counts. What you really want to know is how did that company treat the people at the pay window? Are there complaints filed with the state insurance commissioner? What did the state do? Because they look into those complaints, and they'll tell you, are those legitimate complaints and what action they took? And then ask your agent, the person you're working with, about the history of the company. Why are you working with this company? I've heard about this other company. I just saw an ad on the television for company. How come you're not showing me that company? And find out what that agent says. That agent should be able to give you good background information on the companies that they're working for. And we tell all of our clients, be your own advocate when it comes to this. I'm going to try to put you with the best company, but that doesn't mean that you should just take my word for it. I want you to look up and see what you have on there. And as a side note, There are several companies out there that I've never worked with and I will not work with that still sell products today, long-term care insurance, life insurance. And so it's very important to me to make sure you're with a good company. So we need to head into a quick break for the news, but stick around. When I come back, I'm going to introduce you to Gail, our client of the week, and show you how we set up a guaranteed bucket of money that she can use tax-free for long-term care and access along the way if she needs it. We'll be right back. Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott providing valuable insight to protect you in the event of an extended health care situation. 
Learn more by attending one of Brian's free live webinar classes this month. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. 525longtermcare.com. Staying in control of your care options is a better alternative than letting the government decide for you. Welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, certified long-term care planning specialist with 525 Advisors. All right, and um, I'll tell you what, I'm getting uh, kind of excited here. We're talking about guarantees and long-term care insurance, which is really, you know, what it's all about. The reason why you have insurance is you want that guarantee. And, you know, all of us are looking at the stock market and we're seeing what's happened. You know, you got that million dollars in your retirement account and you're sitting there watching it go down $30,000 a month. It's not a good feeling. And that's the problem with investments and just the market in general. You know, it just it's it has, you know, those periods where it's going to go down and it has other periods where it's going to go up and it's just hard to time those. And so the whole idea of insurance is that especially with long term care insurance is we're just trying to guarantee a bucket of money, a guaranteed separate amount of money that's going to come to us regardless of what the market is doing. And that's really the key. And if you're new to long-term care radio, at the bottom of the hour, we bring you a client of the week. And that's just an example of how we helped somebody put a plan in place. And we find out a little bit about what their concerns were. And I talk you through this and show you how we customized and designed a plan for that person that worked for their situation. And again, don't get focused on the numbers on these. The numbers are hard. What I want you to just take away is that, you know, there's a lot of options out there and there's a lot of different ways you can put a plan together. This week we have Gail. Gail is 68. She's retired. She's a widow. Um, Gail has three adult children and four grandchildren who she just loves to spend time with. So she's got a pretty close-knit family. Her biggest concerns are being a burden on her kids. She, she wants to avoid that at all costs. And she, you know, she's really worried about running out of money and ending up on Medicaid. Um, Gail's mother passed away in the Medicaid system, and she saw exactly firsthand how that happened. Her mom blew through all the savings that she had, then Medicaid stepped in, and she said it was just an absolute nightmare, and she really wants to avoid that at all costs. And, you know, I, I will tell you, I, I, I'm, and I'm picking on Medicaid, half of America is going to end up there. They have no other choice, but it is brutal. In a lot of cases, some people might have a good experience, but I'll tell you, I watched my aunt go through this. Our case manager watched her mom go through it. And just like Gail said, it's something that I want to avoid if I can. I don't want that to happen. I don't want to become a ward of the state and have the government choosing for me and telling me how I'm going to get my care and where I'm going to get my care. So that was a big, big sticking point and big concern for her. Um, she also watched one of her friend's husband just had a stroke. And so she's like, oh, my gosh, look at this. You know, they, I thought they were really doing well and everything was fine. And now she's seeing the financial implications of that. And the other thing that's got Gail concerned is that she was turned down for a traditional long-term care insurance policy back in 2014. So she didn't even think she could get long-term care insurance, but she did. She came to one of our webinars. She filled out our pre-screen, and we started talking with her. And we ended up finding out that she had some options. Here's what we found out about Gail when I started working with her. Gail was in decent shape, not great shape, but decent shape. And, you know, she had high blood pressure. She had a prior heart surgery. She had some arthritis, but she was still active. She did quite a bit of volunteer work in her community. She spent a lot of time with her grandkids. And so she was still, you know, moving around and active. She owned a home, uh, you know, it wasn't a, a fancy rich home, but it was her home and it was paid for. And she wanted to stay there and age in place for as long as possible. But she was open to moving into an assisted living facility when the time came. She was very realistic. She said, you know, I, I, I've seen this. I have friends with this. I watched my mom. She goes, there's probably a time that I will have to go to an assisted living facility. But, you know, I'll do that. But I'd like to stay in home if I can for as long as I can. She had a small retirement account. She had some cash savings. And she had a deferred annuity. This, these were all some of the assets that she had, the liquid assets. And what she was living on was really pension and social security. This met most of her bills. You know, outside of the the house repairs and the car repairs and stuff like that, she had a pretty good little budget where she could live off her social security and her pension. So she felt pretty comfortable about that. What she really wanted from a long-term care plan, Gail wanted to make sure she had enough money coming in to offset any of the costs that her pension and social security did not cover. She said, gosh, you know, what I'm really worried about is I end up in a long-term care situation. I would burn through my savings in just a couple of years, and then I would end up having to, you know, sell the house and go on Medicaid or something like that. 
And, you know, she's very realistic. She's She's gone through this as a single person with a house. She could get Medicaid. She doesn't have to sell the house, but they'll put a lien on the house. So that means they're just uh, going to recapture out of the equity any money that they pay out. So it's still, you know, kind of brutal if you're trying to pass anything on. So, you know, f- first off, you know, what we she, she also wanted to uh, – a plan that would pay for care and home, she said, and in a facility. Because, again, she said, I, I understand that I may have to move to a facility. And, again, all the plans do that. They're comprehensive. She liked the idea of getting some money back if she didn't use her plan. But that wasn't a driving force for Gail. Her driving force was really just to get coverage. You know, she had been turned down before. So she said, look, I just – first and foremost, I want coverage. But if I can't get, if I can get the money back, that would be great. Well, here's what we did for her. First off, we, we just have to understand that Gail had no options on the traditional pay-as-you-go plans due to pre-existing health conditions. And this really puts us kind of in a tight spot because as a general rule, when you're looking at asset-based plans, you've got to be in a situation where you've got to be able to move some assets over or you've got to make very substantial payments into that plan to get meaningful coverage. So this just left us with you know some asset-based options because of her health. That's all we had. Gail had a small retirement account, and we could have used that and accessed it. It would have got her some meaningful coverage. But again, that was money. It made sense to just leave it where it was because she wasn't taking withdrawals from it, and she doesn't have to take those required minimum distributions until she's 72. So she's got some years left on that. So, And the market's down right now, quite frankly. So it doesn't make sense to pull that money out. I mean, leave that money in there, just let it grow, and it's a retirement account, so she doesn't have any tax consequences if we just leave that alone. She had a small amount of cash savings, but again, it wasn't enough to set up a meaningful asset-based long-term care plan. So that just wasn't going to work for her. And we wanted, you know, again, when someone's got $20,000 in cash savings, it's like that's kind of their immediate emergency money. That's not something that you want to just take out. But what Gil did have was a deferred annuity. Her husband had set this annuity up years ago, and then they just ignored it. And that's why people do annuities, because they're like a a CD in the sense that it just sits there and it's going to compound, it's going to grow, it's going to earn some interest. But what happens on these deferred annuities, you don't have to pay any tax on that interest. It's deferred, so it works like a retirement account. You just have to pay the tax on it. So these deferred annuities are great because if they're growing, you just set them over there and you just let them go. And they just keep growing and growing and growing and growing. And there's there's no tax consequences. And that's really what they had been doing with this annuity. So when we asked Gail about you know her plans, okay, you've got, you got the retirement account. You got the little cash savings. Tell me about this annuity. What are you doing with it? What's that really for? And she said, well, that's really my rainy day fund. And I go, okay, what do you mean by rainy day? And she's like, well, I guess health, long-term care. And I'm like, okay, that's what we're here for. So she, you know, she gave us the right answer because that's exactly what we were looking for. If she would have said, well, that's my college fund for my grandkids or something, that's the only thing I want to use it on, I'm like, oh, okay, we're in a tight spot. But that was her money that she was going to use to pay for long-term care because she figured she could not get long-term care insurance. Well, it turns out that that is absolutely the best funding option for Gail. And for all of you out there, if you're setting on a deferred annuity, the government, Uncle Sam, they did one wonderful thing for us back in 2010, and that was when they put that Pension Protection Act into place. It gave us the ability to fund asset-based long-term care plans using a 1035 exchange, or what we call, um, you know, a, a 1035 exchange is moving assets out of a, a life insurance or an annuity into a long-term care contract, and we can do that tax-free. And here's what I mean by that. Using the 1035 exchange rules, we can take that existing annuity that she has. It was $172,000. So right now, Gail, if she went out and she surrendered her annuity, she has $172,000. So if she ended up in a long-term care situation without long-term care, she would go and start pulling money out. Well, guess what? She'd have to pay tax on the money she pulled out. In fact, she would have to pay income tax on the first $72,000. Because when her husband set this annuity up for him, it was just a $100,000 single deposit. That $100,000 has grown to 172. So what happens on these deferred annuities is that, yeah, you don't pay tax along the way like you do a CD. As you're earning interest on a CD or a savings account or a money market account, you get that 1099i every year. You don't get that on deferred annuities. So what happens is just like the retirement account is like, yeah, it's just going to sit there. There's not going to be any tax consequences until you pull the money out. Well, she goes to pull that money out and use it for long-term care. She's got to pay income tax on the first $72,000 because the cost was 100000 But the way those annuities work is the last in, meaning the interest that you earn, is the first out. So when you start pulling that money out, you pay tax on the first $72,000 that you pull out of that annuity. 
So what we did is we took this $172,000 using the 1035 exchange rules and we had her insurance company roll it over to the new insurance company for long-term care. This provided her an immediate benefit of $516,000. So again, long-term care insurance is a bucket of money. You now have $516,000 in your bucket of money. She had 172, she turned it into 516, she tripled it overnight. This is the power of leverage. This is the power of insurance. That starts today. That's She doesn't have to wait for that. She gets that today. $516,000 is available for her to use tax-free for long-term care starting day one. She can pull out $7,170 a month. So if you do the math, you divide that $7,170 into that $516,000, you'll see that it's 72 months of coverage. It's six years of long-term care insurance. So that's the minimum amount of time this policy will last. Now, think what she just did on this. She took an asset she already had. She took out of one pocket. She stuck it in the other pocket, but she tripled the value of it for long-term care. So she tripled her money overnight. She pays zero in taxes. She doesn't owe any taxes to the IRS. She doesn't owe any fees for setting up the policy. It was a matter of her signing some paperwork. And guess what? Now she has long-term care insurance. Instead of $172,000, she has $516,000. But it gets even better than that. The way these, this is kind of a savings-based, asset-based plan, and what you're really doing is you're earning interest on your money, and then based on your age, there's a cost of insurance in that contract, and that's that's set, that's locked in, and it's based on your age. So a 68, she's going to pay a little bit more for her insurance than somebody that was 58, but she's going to pay less than somebody that's 78. So that's just set now, that cost of insurance. So what happens for her is that she's going to basically earn interest every year. They're going to take a little bit of that interest out to pay for the cost of the insurance contract. And again, that's a tax-free event. Prior to the Pension Protection Act, it wasn't. Because think about it. If you earn money on a CD, they say, hey, here's your 1099. Well, that's the way they used to look at these asset-based plans. If you earned interest on your money and they kept some of it to buy long-term care insurance inside that contract, you had to pay tax on that money that they used to pay the insurance. So that was always a problem. That's not a problem anymore. Since 2010, that cost of the insurance inside the contract is a tax-free event. So now it comes out tax-free. Her current interest rate right now, because rates have gone up, if you haven't been paying attention, they've been going up. This this contract was 2.75% two months ago. Today it's 3.25%. That's how much interest her money earns. And then they take out some insurance on that, the, the cost of the insurance. So she's going to earn $5,500 her first year. They're going to take out $3,033 for the cost of the insurance, but then pushes her contract value from 172 up to 174 because she gets to keep that cash value difference. So every year she's still earning more interest than the cost of the insurance in this contract. So what happens is all she knows is she deposited $172,000. You go out 20 years assuming that the interest rates stay exactly where they're at right now so they don't go up, but I think they are going to go higher. But let's say they don't. Let's just say they stay where they're at. Well, her cash values are going to grow from $174,000 to $229,000. That's her money. That's what she would get if she canceled the policy. That's what her estate would get if she died. And her long-term care benefit goes from $516,000 in 20 years up to $688,000, 688,911. And her long-term care monthly benefit jumps from the $7,000 range up to 9568 so it's got a built-in inflation rider, and as interest rates continue to creep up, she's going to see those those numbers increase as well, too. So what's so wonderful about this plan, and I'm telling you, I get excited about this, folks, because so many people don't know these exist. So many financial advisors don't know these exist. CPAs don't know these exist. These are wonderful, wonderful plans. You take an asset that you already have, you put a bunch of features on it, and you stick it right back in the other pocket. And the best part about this is think about what's going on here for, for, for Gail. If she doesn't set up long-term care insurance, let's say that she can't qualify. Well, she's going to use that 172 for long-term care. She could use that. And at $7,000 a month, she would burn through that in two years. She would be out of that money, and she would pay tax on the first 72000 By moving that money over into this long-term care contract, she now can pull out that $7,000 a month today if she went on claim for six years. And every single penny of it would be tax-free. And this is the key takeaway. That $72,000 of gain that she has in her contract today now comes back to her tax-free. 
So forget about the three times leverage. If you could just move it into this contract and get no leverage at all, you, you take the 172 and you know 72,000 of it's taxable at income tax rates, but now you can get it all out tax-free. Well, that's kind of a win by itself. But what we're doing is we're tripling the value of this. There is some medical underwriting. There is some health underwriting. You do got to qualify, but you just simply triple the value of your money. And if she doesn't use it, she gets all her money back. Now, some other features about this policy, which are just fantastic, is that not only is she saving taxes, she has this guarantee there's going to be no interest to her that she's earning that interest, but it's just compounding and growing the value of the policy, but she doesn't have to pay tax on that. So again, it's still a deferred annuity the way it works that way. But one of the greatest things about this is if she gets into a pinch, she can access some of this money. The insurance company says you can take out 10% of this money tax-free every single year. And so without any penalties at all. So if she needed you know, $17,000 after year one, she could take out $17,000. And that would just reduce her long-term care benefit proportionally. So for every dollar you leave in your contract, you have $3 of long-term care insurance. Now, she's not planning on doing that, but, you know, 20 years down the road, if something happens, she needs, you know, $20,000, she can pull out $20,000. It doesn't cancel her contract. She has a little bit of liquidity in this. And it's just, you know, it's just a really, really wonderful plan. If you tie your money up in a CD, you don't even have that liquidity. You can't get 10% of that CD out. So it really helps her. It takes something that she has. And she, I'm telling you, folks. This is why I love this job. I mean, Gail sent us the nicest letter when it was all said and done. She's told all her friends about us. She's like, I can't believe this. This was just so stupid simple. I had this thing sitting in this drawer, this annuity, and you just took it and tripled the value of it. And I'm still earning interest. She had a guaranteed minimum interest rate on her old policy of 1%. She's now earning three and a quarter. And she's still, net effect is getting about 2% growth on her money right now, folks. That's what she's getting even after she's paying the insurance for this. So, just a wonderful plan. She has a peace of mind. She has a meaningful plan now. And she knows that should she end up in a long-term care situation, she's got, you know, some, some instead of two years worth of, of money, she's got six. That's a pretty nice situation to be in. So I've got to come up for air, take a quick break, but stick around. Um, I'm going to take our final break here. And when we come back, let's talk a little bit more about some guarantees and how these annuities work. We'll be right back. New asset-based programs protect your savings and your family, and even pay you back if you never use them. Make sure your care is funded and managed in a time of need. Learn more and sign up for one of Brian's free live webinar classes at 525longtermcare.com. As we age, we can't always plan on good health, but you can plan long-term care coverage to give peace of mind to you and your family. It's Story Months, and a great way to learn about long-term care is to join my friends from 525 Advisors for the next free long-term care planning live webinar. Go to 525longtermcare.com and sign up. You'll learn so much. 525 Advisors will explain how long-term care works, what the coverage pays for, and you'll discover all the new options and different ways to fund a plan. Then, when you're ready, 525 Advisors will design a custom plan with you, like they did for my wife and me. Our plan even has lifetime benefits that pay us back if we never use it. I love how much time they spent with us, and it's not just me. Read the reviews. People love working with Brian and Madeline at 525 Advisors. So, get the great peace of mind long-term care coverage gives you. Go to 525longtermcare.com and sign up now for the next free live webinar. That's 525longtermcare.com, 525 longtermcare.com. Do you know that 7 out of 10 people past the age of 65 need at some point some sort of long-term care? That's 70%. Now, many of us think it could never happen to us or somebody else is going to be there to take care of us, but the facts are clear. Most of us will need to pay for help in the future. And not only is that help expensive, but it puts a burden on family members as well. If you've never looked at long-term care insurance because you didn't know where to start, start today with 525 Advisors. Recent changes to the Pension Protection Act have made new programs more advantageous than ever. How would you like to get your premiums back if you never use your long-term care insurance? Well, you can. How would you like to leverage some of your savings for increased coverage using tax-free dollars? Now you can. 525 Advisors are the local long-term care experts. Protect yourself and your family members from the high cost of extended health care. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Sign up for the next free long-term care live webinar with Brian Ott. Go to 525longtermcare.com. 
This is Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Listen and learn information from a certified long-term care planning specialist. You can email your questions to radio at 525advisors.com. All right, and welcome back, and uh, thanks for tuning in to Long-Term Care Radio. I tell you, if you miss those Client of the Weeks, um, we, they're always on our podcast, and I, I've heard over and over again from our listeners, there it's the favorite part of their show. And what we really, really want you to understand is that, folks, man, look at options out there. Don't, you know, so many people, you do what you know. I heard it on the street. Come to one of our webinars. Learn about these different types of programs. We have traditional. We have the asset base. We have the savings-based asset-based plan. We have lifetime benefit options. We have all kinds of things out there. And the idea is not saying that one particular plan is great, like this plan that we just did for Gail. That's not right for everybody, but for her and her situation, I mean, it was an absolutely no-brainer. She just, she's just like, all I was going to do is sit there and let that annuity sit there and and continue to grow. And I figured that's what I'd use for my rainy day fund. I'm like, well, now you don't have to worry about that growing. We're just going to triple the value day one. I mean, it's just a win-win situation. Oh, and if you don't use it, you get all your money back. Oh, and if you use less than what you put into the plan or what it's grown to with the interest rate, your estate gets the difference back. So it's just a really wonderful plan and it makes a lot of sense. And she is so relieved because she's watching family and friends go through long-term care situations and she knows she's covered and that's really what it's all about. So you can uh, find out more examples on our website as well too at 525longtermcare.com. And by the way, sign up for one of our classes. I, you know, you're going to hear me talking about this. I'm going to talk, 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 talk. And I know some people aren't class people. Okay, don't go to a class. Go to our website, fill out the pre-screen. We'll still help you. But the class is designed to really just let you interact with me, get some questions answered, find out about what it is, what it pays for, what the options are, what Medicare, what Medicaid is, and just really kind of give you the 10,000-foot the view so you can have a basic good conversation when you decide to sit down and start looking at long-term care plans. And I've got two classes coming up in June, June 18th and then the 23rd. And can you believe that? We're already into the middle of June. I just tell you what, it's... Kind of scary how fast it goes sometimes. But um, we were talking today, we started talking about the shows about guarantees, what they are. And I will tell you that um, it is a valid question, right? I put, you know, what if I put $172,000 into a plan like Gelded and then the company goes out of business? Well, hopefully what you've learned today is that's not going to happen to you. You're not going to lose that money. And really, I've only seen it in my history of doing this over a decade. I've seen Pin Treaty was a company that was put into receivership by the state of Pennsylvania. And a lot of that, there's a four-page article in the Wall Street Journal of everybody pointing fingers. But bottom line is we saw the letters go out from the states. And the states just basically say, hey, we're going to honor your contract. You still have your coverage up to this amount. So you always are going to have some coverage. But again, ideally, don't get yourself in that situation. Make sure that you're working with the best of the best companies. My top producing um, or the, the company we do the most production with is the same plan that I have personally, A-plus rated company, been in business 140 years. Folks, when you talk to their actuaries, which I get to do once or twice a year, go out and meet with these people, it's like you understand the way their brain works. They're a mutual company. They're owned by their clients. We love to work with those mutual companies. But it just makes sure that you have that guarantee in the way it works. And when we look at things like like life insurance and long-term care insurance, we understand those guarantees are, ve- are important. But also when we look at annuities, annuities is a, a, you know the newest four-letter word out there in financial advisors. They hate it. And I'll tell you what, you're going to hear a lot more of it because as these interest rates start creeping up, what is that doing to people that have bonds right now? They're losing value in their bonds. Sure, they can hold on to their bond and they can get the yield. They can get that 1.7% on their 30-year treasury that was paying out December of last year, but they're not going to get that 3% today. The only way they're going to get that is to sell their old bond at a loss and then try to reinvest that at a higher interest rate. But it's it's you know it's a chess game because you sell it today, you're going to lose money, and then you got to hope that those interest rates creep up a little higher so you can buy it and get a higher interest rate to offset your loss. And so that's what really scares a lot of people as they move into retirement. That's where these annuity contracts came in. That's why the, you know people like Yale, so many people have these f- deferred annuities, which are just a lot of them will be multi-year fixed, so they work like a CD. You can lock in a 3% or 4% or 5% rate, whatever that is, for a certain period of years, You know, three years, five years, seven years, and it just compounds tax deferred, and then at the end you can flip it and turn it over into another one. 
You also have these indexed annuities, which are going to be the same kind of CD alternative. And really what it's just designed to do is say, hey, you can maybe get a little bit higher rate than the fixed rates right now. But what you are guaranteed is you're not going to lose any money. And that's the advantage of all annuities. When they're deferred annuities, what you're really ensuring is that you're not going to lose your principal balance regardless of what the market does. And when you're 68, when you're 70, and you're sitting there looking at the market, you're like, okay, we hit an all-time high in January of this year, January 4th, and it's starting. it's been going down ever since. And so what happens when you're in retirement is you can't bank on the fact that that money's going to stay at that all-time high as you're pulling the money out now. So that's why people will set up things like these deferred annuities or these index annuities because they can still get some growth on the upside, but they're really insuring themselves against a loss on the downside. They're passing that risk on to the insurance company. And what are you trading off on that? You say, well, I might get 7% return, but I'm not going to get 15% return this year. That's okay because I know I'm not going to lose 30% of my portfolio when the market goes down. And the nice thing about the Pension Protection Act is it start allowing people to take things like deferred annuities and take all that growth, or, or, or it could be a fixed indexed annuity, it doesn't matter, but you can move that annuity over into a long-term care contract at a later stage in life and get all the gains out tax-free. So that's just a really, really powerful tool. So we help a lot of clients with a lot of things like that. What we're trying to do is just bring honest, straightforward, forthright information to you. You can make up your own mind. Um, again, sign up for our classes at 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. I'm going to get to work on another show. Have a wonderful weekend. I'll be back next week. You've been listening to Long-Term Care Radio with certified long-term care planning specialist, Brian Ott. You can download and subscribe to the podcast at 525longtermcare.com and learn about all the long-term care planning options available. If you have questions for Brian or would like information about any of his upcoming long-term care webinars, go to 525longtermcare.com. Be sure to join us next weekend for another edition of Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. For information, show schedules, and podcasts, go to 525longtermcare.com. Hey, it's Story Monson. Welcome back, my friends, Brian and Madeline from 525 Advisors. They took a break last year due to that debacle created by the Washington State CARES Act, you know, the payroll tax on employees for forced long-term care that was basically worthless. The law was so poorly written and created such a mess, most insurance carriers temporarily quit offering plans in the state. But 525 Advisors is back, ready to help protect your family and savings with the best long-term care plans available. They did for my wife and me, and we couldn't be happier. I know everything we worked hard for won't be whittled down paying for long-term care. And most importantly, our girls are protected from the burden of having to care for us. And a great bonus, our plan pays us back if we never use it. So learn about all kinds of important long-term care information and join Brian this Saturday at 10 for Long-Term Care Radio here on 97.3 Cairo FM. Check out his upcoming live webinar schedule, too, at 525longtermcare.com, 525longtermcare.com.